0: Hello, welcome back to my channel. For those of you who are new, I, my name is Shauna, and I talk about a lot of random things, mostly alternative, uh, alternative medicine, alternative perspectives, things that are not really the typical norm or popular. Um, and I kind of bring a different approach to these unpopular topics. Uh, today, in this one, I'm going to talk about Kratom and being a businesswoman and a mom and how kind of unusual it is and out, out of place it seems sometimes. Um, so yes, if you are you know, returning and you already know who I am, I appreciate your support and being a fan. It makes me feel like I'm not just talking to myself and I actually have something that people want to hear. So I appreciate you all. If you've been following me for a while, or you've watched me from my YouTube channel that I'm rebuilding again, like for the fourth time, uh, minor note, they shut me down quite a bit, and I was pretty big at one point, and they shut me down for promoting illegal things or whatever bullshit. (sighs) So anyway, I rebuild and rebuild, and hopefully, I'm at a point where I'm able to communicate about certain things without making it super obvious and avoid being, you know, banned or something (laughs) because I'm promoting something that's wrong. It's like this fine print that you... this fine line you have to walk. It's insane, but... We'll see how long I'll last this time. So... Yeah, this might be redundant for people that know me and have been a longtime fan but to just go over it the basics of who I am um, businesswoman I own my own business I'm an executive by day is my you know day job career field I'm a mom of three children my husband is a retired veteran uh, he's a stay-at-home parent so uh, it's a bit Uh, busy around here and juggle a lot. And on top of that, I deal with my own personal issues as uh, someone who lives with chronic pain. Um, It's a nerve disease that I suffer from. Uh, Degenerative disc disease is another separate one that plays a big part. I (coughs) have had neck fusions and more in my future. I actually have a procedure coming up here in a couple days. <laughs> I had to get COVID test and make sure I had, was all clear before I got it. Which is annoying, but whatever. So the way it is during this pandemic. So, yeah. I live in pain while I juggle a lot. And how do I manage that insanity? Well... I rely on kratom, kratom tea, kratom powder, kratom extracts, whatever you name it. That's the thing I rely on to help me. Because otherwise, I don't want, I don't want to be popping Vicodin pills. I don't want to be popping prescription drugs, which they throw at me anytime I want because of what I actually live with and my health history. I could easily obtain those things. But I choose not to because of the side effects, the risk for addiction, and just overall knowing that that really isn't good or healthy, and there is something that's natural out there that does the same job, if not better, and that is kratom. But for someone with my background, it's very unusual to meet a woman like me who supports and consumes something like kratom. Um, I'm a college graduate, I'm highly educated and respected in my fields of work, I grew up in a really good home, middle class, you know, husband and wife here, kids, no drug history, no criminal record, spotless, you know, everything pretty much, except, you know, making some stupid choices here and there, but nothing related to drugs or just illegal shit. I have tried my best to live right and do make right choices, um, but here I am taking something that's considered a, a drug and actually illegal in a lot of places, so it's, it's weird, and when people find that out, I kind of stand out, and if anything, that's a great opportunity to promote something that tends to be in a negative light because of the majority of people that really do benefit from Kratom tend to have a history in illegal things. And instead of them looking at that as a great thing, that Kratom's actually saving these people's lifestyles, they look at it as a bad thing. And it's shameful on their part. So I'm kind of happy to give this other perspective to people that look at me and respect me and then see that I take kratom it makes them want to shut up and listen for once about this this leaf that is not as harmful and taboo as they think so it's definitely abnormal though people have asked me you know do you hide do you you take it to work how do you live you know and your lifestyle as a professional and all this stuff you know you're pregnant how did you do it then you know all these different things and that's what started my journey of talking about it and I answer so many of these questions already throughout almost a decade of talking publicly about kratom yeah it's been that long (laughs) some of you guys have been with me for almost a decade it's insane and I'll never meet you but you're like a digital family member (laughs) So, but you know, every once in a while I have to repeat some of these questions because being around for that long, new people come and it's really important to just spread that truth. So I do answer a lot of questions about Kratom and my lifestyle as a woman and that's kind of what continues in this podcast and my focus on when I discuss and talk about things It's what plays a part in my YouTube channel. I incorporate all of those things. So not every video or podcast is going to be about Kratom. But it is heavily in my life and daily. Like, it is daily in my life, in my choices, and it plays a part. So, you know, I invite people to subscribe and follow me. And if you really only want to follow me for Kratom, that's fine. Just ignore the stuff that's not Kratom related. But this is something that is going to be in my life. And if you're super anti-alternative medicine, then it's probably not a good channel for you to follow. So it is an abnormal situation. But again, it is a perfect opportunity to make an impact. And I want to encourage people to not be ashamed. You know, don't hide, like I was saying about going to work and taking it. I have it in a little jar, a little um, mason jar with a spoon. And I do a toss and wash method, which is putting a little bit of liquid in your mouth on the top of your tongue and then putting a, you know, spoonful of powder on top of that. And then, you know, washing it back with some more liquid. That's the method I use for my situation lifestyle. It just works better that way. I hate kratom tea. It's kind of really gross. Uh, the taste of kratom, some people love. You either love it or hate, you hate it. There's really no middle ground. Um, but it's the quickest way for me to get my dose and just go on with my, excuse me, go on with my day. So... Uh, that's just what's it's what's works for me. I do recommend if you like Kratom tea. This is tasty actually. I would search toptreeherb.com They have amazing and actually tasty Kratom tea. And if I was a huge tea drinker, I would buy from them. I'll add their link in my description notes as well. But I'm a powder girl. And I love BreezyTreesBotanicals.com. They are also going to be linked in the description. They have everything when it comes to kratom extract. um, All kinds of kratom stuff. Kratom products. You won't find better. You won't find cheaper. They actually really care about working with the average person that really is on a tight budget. So they always have great deals. So I highly recommend Again, BreezyTreesBotanicals.com. Check them out. I think they have like a $47 kilo sale going on right now. But that is the choice of method that I travel with. I always keep a little bottle of extract for when I'm running around, have conferences, go here or there, which is on another question I get asked. How do you travel with it? It is not an illegal thing. Obviously, if you're going to go state to state, which sometimes I fly back and forth to different states, you can't bring it with you. And that obviously is a hassle, especially if you're like me and you live with chronic pain. You know, what are my other options? And that's why I also talk about other things other than just Kratom, because it's not realistic. You have to have fallbacks, you have to have plan B, you have to have other alternatives that really help you in your life. Because kratom is not a miracle pill. It's just a natural plant that helps certain symptoms that you might be living with. It's not a cure. So it's not good to be dependent on any one thing. You know, and people like to say, oh, it's an addictive thing. Well, so is sugar. So is depression. People, Some people like being sad because it's comforting to them. Um, So is sex an addiction? Porn? (laughs) There's pandemics on this shit. Anything can become an addiction. So that thing isn't the problem. It's just the person and their self-control. And that varies depending on who they are, their background, their childhood, whatever, you name it. So I like to have other alternatives that I enjoy instead of always depending on one thing. So I talk about CBD, I'll talk about um, ashwagandha and all these different things and share the supplements with you so you also know that there's other things out there that can help you in your life. And then I also talk about some spiritual stuff as well. I think that is really important in a person's life. It gets things off of you and realize that there's something greater out there and sometimes we need that. We need that check. We need that reminder. We need that accountability. Everyone should have that accountability, whether that be with, you know, if kids have that with their parents. Well, what happens when you're an adult? There's still that need for it. And obviously, it goes deeper than that for me. But that you get to, uh, at that point, you go into faith. (laughs) And that's not what this pod, you know, this episode's about. so yes traveling with it um, I bring extract to the states or the areas where it is legal that I'm going to and it works just great I try not to rely on the extracts because they're potent and it can increase your tolerance level and eventually kratom won't work as well for you if you always keep taking the strong stuff so I usually save those on really bad pain days which I have them every once in a while or I'll twist my neck, or I'll move the wrong way, or I'll sleep on it wrong, and then my neck will just be out for a couple days. That's when I usually have that on standby. And other alternatives that are very strong, like I'm a huge fan of marijuana, THC oil, the medical grade. I live in Oregon, so people love to play and, and say, oh, everything's legal in Oregon. Yeah, well, not really, but I can see why it's perceived as that. <clears throat> so that is another thing that works great. If you're in a state that marijuana, THC, is legal, the medical-grade oil is amazing for some really hard pain that's really hard to help. So I would recommend that. When it comes to CBD, honestly, um, that's being normalized more and more every day but at the same time with that popularity increase there's a lot of entrepreneurs and idiots just taking advantage of this opportunity to make a buck so they'll go out and buy some cheap ass hemp stuff or a cbd that's like just lotion that's it you know with barely a little bit of cannabinoids or whatever and they want to charge a shit ton and people don't really know much about cbd so they don't really know what percentage or what to look for in the ingredients and i hate that that's one thing i hate about something that becomes popular and it catches the media's you know trending and then there's these idiots that just will try to take advantage and make money off of this trend so when it comes to cbd be very careful where you're shopping uh Breezy Trees Botanicals, again, has some great CBD flower buds and uh, some full-spectrum CBD oil, which is amazing. It's probably the best. My brother, who lives in pre-bad pain, always gets that one from Breezy Trees. It does wonders for the body and pain and depression. just puts you in a really good mood. So if you're looking for one that has no THC, that's CBD, but strong and effective, I would highly recommend that one. And I'll add that, of course, in the description. So living my lifestyle as a Kratom supporter and consumer, um, that's the way my career is. No shame, it's just part of my lifestyle. I'll be in my, my business suit, heels, have my suitcase, and have my little thing of Kratom. And... I love just that confidence and that normalizing it as if it's a normal thing and I want people to see that because it's important but in my private personal lifestyle as a mom as a wife during pregnancy I did a lot of studying I've had obviously three children I've only been a kratom consumer for two of those children so I've been able to really compare how I felt, you know, what might have been different. All my kids were healthy. Zero problems. I have a 14-year-old. I have an 8-year-old. I have a almost 2-year-old. So obviously by now at that point with my two older ones, I would know, you know, how it might have impacted in a negative way. Some people claim, oh, you won't know if it's really bad until, you know, give it a few years after birth. Okay, what are you basing that on? What's science? Which data? Obviously none. And so, and I'm, I'm honest, I tell you that there's not too much research out there on it, so it's really at your own risk. Everything is done for your personal choice. It's not FDA approved. I can't recommend it. I really talk highly of it and tell you where to go, but at the same time, it's a personal choice. And you do it at your own risk because <laughs> that's just the way it is. I'm not a doctor. I'm not certified. So all I could tell you is my, from my personal experience, which is why it's very valuable uh, to have people like me and others that will talk and share that because that's how you'll learn. Even with marijuana, it took so long for the government to jump on board with that. They've only recently started to do the research that has been needing to be done and then they're finding out all this great stuff about it. Well, it's the same with Kratom. Kratom has to start being researched more. So all of the things that us consumers know to be true will start to be validated. And that will help the legality of Kratom around the world as science and and data come out to support the claims that the consumers are already saying. So that's great news that it's starting to, but we still have a long, long ways to go. When it comes to that, so the more support, the better. I recommend American Kratom Association. They do a fantastic job. They have the money, the resources, the connections in the government spectrum of things to make a difference. So they're going state to state to fight for Kratom's reputation and keeping it or getting it legal. So check them out, um, protectkratom.org. They're a great uh, nonprofit. And I would donate if you have any change to spare. And if you're a kraton consumer. Because you want to make sure you're supporting the people that are keeping it legal for you. So, being pregnant, I didn't take as much. So, normalizing it, you know, based on the discussion of, is it the norm? Is it, yeah, no. A lot of people just don't take kratom when they're pregnant they're probably fearful so they don't want to risk it i get it and i 100 respect that well if you some if you're someone that actually has a disease and lives with pain and can't really have that option to just not take anything it's not that simple for me and others that are like that um so kudos to you if you can avoid taking it and make that choice you're blessed. Because so many of us can't. We, we live it with pain. We have something that's that needs to be cared for in order to help us survive and not go insane with pain, right? So what I would do is I tapered down when I was pregnant with it. And I would use a very minimum amount every day. And I chose to actually live with a little bit more pain. Because I did not want to consume too much because if you look at the sister plant of the kratom tree it's the coffee bean it's a sister of the kratom so a lot of scientists and researchers could compare it you know treat kratom as you do your caffeine intake and as pregnant women we're always told not to consume too much caffeine so I viewed it the same way and People that are friends, that I that ask me my opinion, that's what I tell them. You know, are you sensitive to caffeine? If you are, then you have to, you know, look at Kratom that same way. Um, are you supposed to take too much Kratom while you're pregnant? Or caffeine while you're pregnant? No. So, it takes small amounts. And that's what I did. And it was perfect. It worked great. No complications, no issues, no withdrawals. I don't know what bullshit people like to spread. But... It, it those are the ones that probably take too, took too much, right? You get sugar withdrawals, and those are fucking gnarly as hell. They're painful. I've had to withdraw from Kratom before surgery because <clears throat> of the blood thinning and all that stuff. And the withdrawal was nothing compared to a sugar withdrawal. If you detox from sugar, that's brutal. Even caffeine withdrawals. So people want to hype on, oh, the withdrawals. You can withdraw from anything, and some things are actually worse. Like your cookie addiction. If you stop (laughs) your sugar, it will be pretty bad. So that's just inevitable. So, um, But again, everything in moderation is key in every kind of lifestyle uh, you choose with any kind of thing. You always have to make sure you don't become addicted to it because there's going to be side effects. There's going to be withdrawals, whether that be physical, mental... Whatever, they're gonna be there. So, <clears throat> oh, we got pregnant. Okay, in my normal day-to-day life, and I'll probably just end with this. I have my business, my career, my function um, as a woman. But my main thing is who I am, the love that I share. Let's say for my husband. And my kids, my day-to-day life. Again, I live with pain, so a lot of my, you know, personality, the, the way I feel, the way I talk to my family, the way I am, heavily is impacted by the pain level, right? So keeping my pain at bay, doing so many other things other than just Kratom to help keep the pain at bay is very important because how i feel obviously affects my family my husband my relationships so self-care is so important i talk about that a lot as well you really have to take care of yourself and put yourself first but that's not being selfish that's that's wisdom because if you can't even take care of yourself what makes you think you could take care of another and it really goes hand in hand you can't possibly do that without knowing how to love and support yourself and you'll be surprised how many people don't or it's hard for them or they just they think it they think it's like selfish or they don't have the time but eventually if you keep putting yourself on the back burner it's going to affect your relationships you'll burst out in anger your short temper you'll get angry you frustrated lack of patience because you're not putting yourself first, and you're not caring for yourself. So self-care is a huge thing for me in my day-to-day life, because it helps um, who I am in pretty much every way. So no, I'm not the ideal Kratom consumer, but I think there's so many more out there just like me that you wouldn't suspect, you wouldn't guess, and that's great. And I want more and more of those people to feel comfortable and not hide it. Uh, share your experience with it as I do. I think it's so important to normalize kratom in our day-to-day life. And it really can be intertwined with all different walks and all different types of living. And I love that. So, I hope you enjoy this podcast little episode about that and please come back when I have a new one. Thanks for listening share and try to normalize kratom if you're a consumer and uh all right until next time